Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Ron Francis from the Carolina Hurricanes in about 20 minutes. David Newton of ESPN on the NFL in about 35 minutes. Joining us now, a guy who was a national champion, an All-American for the UCLA Bruins, an NBA lottery pick in that same year of 1995. And his name is also associated with one of the most famous NCAA lawsuits ever. It is called O'Bannon v. NCAA. We say hello and thanks for joining us to Ed O'Bannon. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm doing great, DG. Thank you very much for having me on your show. Absolutely. We're looking forward to discussing the book, and I love the launching point for all of this, even as somebody who loves college sports, because it started about nine years ago. You're watching a son's friend play a college basketball video game, and then what, little by little, it's like, hey, that's UCLA. Hey, that's number 31. Hey, that guy's an African-American man who's about six foot eight, and he shoots left-handed and he's bald. Like, that's me. <laughs> how, did, how did it go from there? Because that must have been a crazy moment for you. Yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was a crazy moment. Um, it didn't go quite like that, <laughs> but uh, I, I get the gist, and, that's, uh, you know, you're, you're correct. Um, but what, what, what happened, um, with all of that happening, um, I was pretty fired up, you know, uh, initially when I saw it, I was like, my goodness, I'm on a video game. This is awesome. I'm, you know, the jump shot is nice. I love it. You know, and then, <laughs> uh, and then, uh, in a little, you know, a little later, uh, my friend, he says, yeah, you know, what? we pay 60 bucks you know, for this, and you didn't get a dime, you know, and, and we laughed about it, uh, and he's also a former player, so he, he you know, he understood the joke, I mean, it was, you know, he thought it was pretty funny, um, and then I just thought about it, I was like, wow, you know what, uh, I'm mid-30s, and they're still making money off of my face, you know, um, but, but let me, let me also say this, uh, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't, figured I would do anything about it because it had happened before, yeah. you know, in a different way. And so I just chalked it up and kind of kept on moving with my life. Ed O'Bannon joining us on the David Glenn Show. He has an interesting new book done with the outstanding Sports Illustrated legal analyst, Michael McCann. It is called Court Justice, the inside story of my battle against the NCAA. When you read these articles here in 2018, about the FBI investigation and the ugly underbelly of, you know, money from shoe companies and sometimes coaches are involved and it looks like prospects and their families are being purchased at the college level to a degree. Uh, are you a believer that with a system that you would be in favor of, uh, we'd have, if not an erasing of all of these issues, at least a, dramatical, a dramatic reduction in these sorts of problems? I think so. Uh, I think uh, if I, you know, in my perfect world, uh, a lot of these uh, quote-unquote problems, I, well, I guess they are problems, the FBI is involved, uh, they, I think they would go away. Um, not all, um, because, you know, for some people it's in them to cheat yeah. or to, you know, do, uh, do, that, do things under the table. But for the most part, uh, I think if, if athletes controlled their likeness and wouldn't have the need or even the desire to go uh, outside of the rules uh, to feel like they're being compensated for their value, uh, I, I think uh, a lot of these, things, these situations would, would disappear. But 
um, you know, uh, it, it's going to take a lot to get to that point for sure. It feels like little by little, athletes are getting more. Uh, and let's say a whole bunch of athletes who are not even in the revenue sports you know, are happy with their cost of attendance adjustment. And many of them don't even have the argument, hey, I'm bringing millions to these universities and I'm not being treated fairly. But especially in football and men's basketball, we know the numbers have gotten crazy out of whack, even compared to when you were at UCLA. What do you see as the biggest roadblock there? Is, is, have you seen enough change at the NCAA level that you believe they, they would consider adopting some form of your plan because some of these plans do not involve the schools paying these athletes directly the pay for play model it just sounds like you want more of a free market system where if an individual athlete can benefit financially uh it's okay if one does and if uh you know 10 others maybe there's not a market for them well um let me let me say this i i'll kind of go get back to the uh, the crux of, of my involvement yeah. in this lawsuit, uh, it was uh, for the, the, the former athlete. It was to be able to control your likeness once you leave. Uh, and that's what attracted me initially to this, was the fact that I saw my likeness while I was in my mid-30s, right. long gone. And so uh, that was the initial thing. And then it, and, and then it evolved into... And branched off into actual, you know, um, current players getting paid. Uh, and my thoughts on that is, I look again in my perfect world, all, all athletes would get paid. It didn't matter what sport and, and your and your gender, all genders as well, men and women. Uh, I, I feel like there's enough money for everyone to at least get something. Uh, my uh, also my thought process is. You know, there, it doesn't have to be a million dollars or half a million dollars. It can be a little bit of something just to, you know, pay off a, a car note or insurance or, you know, take your girlfriend or boyfriend or significant other, I should say, yeah. uh, to dinner and a movie. Uh, that That is what I'm talking about. And then and then uh, to, to also kind of circle back real quick, uh, it, it was also about uh, players, like you said, controlling their life. So if I was to go to a mall and take pictures and sign autographs, uh, I wouldn't be taking from the athletic department. This is on me. This is my time. This is away from the school. Uh, I control my likeness. I'm making a, you know, uh, a profit off of my own uh, name and likeness. That's, those are my thoughts. It's interesting how you've kind of walked a tightrope in some ways because it sounds like you had some advisors or others close to you saying – Hey, Ed, take this right to the modern-day college athlete. Get them on your side, right? But it sounded like you resisted that because, what, you didn't want that sort of distraction while you were playing for the UCLA Bruins, and you just didn't feel right in some examples with your own children or relatives, kind of burdening them while they were in school with this kind of, uh, um, I guess, distraction, you could call it? Absolutely. Uh, That is 100% correct. Um, I, I never wanted my kids involved. Uh, I didn't. I never wanted my nephew, who uh, at the time was, you know, a five-star, four-star recruit uh, out of Gorman High School. He is now a freshman at USC, playing basketball on a scholarship there. Uh, I, I didn't want them to be distracted, uh, and and what I was doing to come down on onto their shoulders. They didn't have to be a part of it. Uh, they just happened to have. Uh, my last name, our last name. 
And so, and that goes for all uh, current athletes. I, I didn't want what we were doing because I, like you said, when I was in school, uh, would I have wanted someone, you know, who was gone, you know, and, and old, some old dude coming back and saying, hey, you guys should get paid. Follow me. This is how you do it. No, I, you know, I'm trying to get to the, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get my degree. I'm trying to get to the MBA. I don't, you fight your fight. I'll fight mine. Um, and so that's, that was, again, my thought process. Now, you know, uh, what's the saying? Uh, a teacher will appear when the pupil is ready to learn. Uh, I think that is the case here. You know, the, the current athletes, they are educating themselves on this fight. And when they are ready to take a stand and, and you know, do what they feel is right and, you know, uh, go after what they feel that they deserve, then they will then they will do that. Uh, my job, I always felt, was to uh, provide some, um, you know, some knowledge on the subject, and and hopefully they can take it from there and 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 fight their fight. Ed O'Bannon, they so choose. Ed O'Bannon's joining us on the David Glenn Show. You can follow Ed personally on Twitter at Ed underscore O'Bannon. Check out the new book he has done with SI's Michael McCann, Court Justice: The Inside Story of My Battle Against the NCAA. I laughed because when I brought up your name, Ed, and I don't think this will surprise you at all, but many of us remember you first as the basketball superstar and the national champion. I actually practiced law for a long time, so I also think of you as the guy who lent your name to one of the most important lawsuits in NCAA history. And there's a group of younger folks who identify you as the guy who killed college sports video games. Uh, so, so I wanted you to share, like, you're in favor of college sports video games. You didn't want them to die. You just want people like you and others to be compensated, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, it, it's funny how, you know, time evolves and you become a completely different person, uh, <laughs> at least in, in the eyes of others, uh, which is which is fine. Uh, that was some of the backlash that I uh, expected, uh, I was told was going to happen. Uh, I, I wasn't, you know, we didn't, our plan wasn't to have EA Sports stop making the video game <laughs> right. was to shed a light on how everyone was doing business. That was that was their choice. That was their decision. Um, but yeah, look, if, if that's what I'm known for, uh, I'll, I'll I'll take it. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's you know, I'll, I'll take I'll take the I'll take the heat. I'm, I have no problem with that. When you talk with folks you believe are experts in this industry, either at the NCAA or those working uh, against the NCAA in lawsuits. Do you believe that, uh, you know, within the next 10 years, are you a believer that there will be more of a free market approach? And even if, again, universities might not necessarily be ready to pay for play directly, uh, do you see the probability of a shift in the amateur model where 10 years from now we could be looking at an entirely different college sports world? Yes, I think so. Um, I think, like like with everything, um, life evolves, uh, rules evolve. Uh, the NC2A rules is just taking a whole lot longer to evolve than everything else, it seems like. Um, but, look, the people that are in charge now uh, won't be in charge, you know, just for the law of, you know, I mean, after a while you have to either retire or, you know, other things. Uh, and, and the people that will be in place, uh, I think, will adapt the rules and, and the ways of the of the world that we have today. And, and 
I, you know, I, I, I know what I'm trying to say. I don't know that it comes across, uh, but I think ultimately uh, there's going to be and is so much pressure on the NCAA to change their rules that uh, something needs to be done. Um, so I, I just feel like uh, that the strength of, you know, just the pressure and the heat that they're uh, involved with, something will give. So we'll see. Um, hopefully things will change. Maybe it'll take five, 10 years, 20 years, but uh, we'll eventually we'll eventually get there. Last thing for Ed O'Bannon on Twitter at Ed underscore O'Bannon, the new book, Court Justice, the Inside Story of My Battle Against the NCAA. We have seen O'Bannon v. NCAA take a lot of different twists and turns. What is the end game for you? Is is there like a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow here? Or is this has this t- taken so many turns that at this point it's much more of a philosophical thing than it is a financial thing? Well, it was for me, it was never a financial thing. Um, I, I uh, didn't receive and never looked for anything. Um, I think financially the, the athletes will benefit yeah. uh, in the long run, um, specifically the current athletes. Um, but you're right. This lawsuit has taken on a completely different, uh, lots of twists and turns. It's bigger. It's been an honor and a pleasure for me because it's gotten a whole lot bigger than me, you know, and my and my face yeah. and my name. It's it's taken on uh, a life of its own, uh, and for that I am I am proud, uh, you know, because you know where we started and what the vision was into what it is now. Uh, you know, my mom sent me a text the other day and told me how how much she was proud of me. Uh, and that that made me feel that made me that made my day, you know. Um, anytime you can do something to where your parents are are proud of you, uh, I, you know that's that's all I you know that's all I care about. Amen to that. I sign up a hundred percent. My mom and dad are both still around, and that's one of the greatest compliments that I can get. Although my mom is not coordinated enough to text so she just has to call me when she says nice things to me hey uh, real <laughs> quick do, do modern or recent college athletes ever thank you because i know not all these things were direct byproducts of your lawsuit but i've been covering this stuff for 30 years man there was no cost of attendance adjustment before people started thinking in different terms there was no uh, unlimited meals for athletes before people started thinking in different terms not a hundred percent of all the changes can be laid exactly at the feet of your lawsuit but do you at least have you know some athletes you know some non-family members saying hey ed thanks for putting your very prominent name uh, next to this lawsuit because it, it has step-by-step step led to a lot of important change, even as you're asking for more change down the line. I, you know what? I do. Uh, I do get uh, thank yous um, from, from current athletes, more from former athletes. Yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, the former athletes are a little bit more in touch with what we're doing. Uh, and, and have more of an idea of what what we're trying to get accomplished, uh, and that's no one's fault. Uh, I, I, I'm not looking for any type of congratulatory, you know, acknowledgement or anything like yeah. that. But uh, I do get it from from former players. Uh, it was huge that look, I wasn't in this by myself. Uh, Bill Russell put his name on this as well. Oscar Roberts, yeah, uh, 
uh, huge, huge, you know, some of the greatest of all time. Uh, Harry Flournoy uh, did as well. So uh, I've gotten some support, um, and and mostly uh, former players. Uh, but every now and then, I'll get a, a current player will will say something. So uh, my daughter told me that uh, Dwayne Wade uh, retweeted uh, True. one of my tweets yesterday. So that, that was he came cool. running into the room. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So. You know, uh, he's a he's a current player, although NBA. Um, it's it's nice to to get those for sure. Hey man, anybody who's got his mom saying good work, his daughter saying good work, D Wade saying good work, you must be on the right yeah. track. Good luck with the book. Uh, I, I follow Michael McCann's work just as I followed your great career. Court Justice: The Inside Story of My Battle Against the NCAA. We thank the co-author of that, Ed O'Bannon. Thank you for the time on the David Glenn Show, and good luck with the book. DG, thank you very much for having me on. Uh, tell Michael McCann, brilliant man, tell him hello for me. Will do, okay. no, no doubt about it. I love O'Bannon for sports and legal reasons, and I follow Michael McCann as one of the best in the business of sports law for sure. SI.com and Sports Illustrated, they have collaborated on Court Justice, the inside story of my battle against the NCAA. Our guest, Ed O'Bannon, the national champion from UCLA.